this my cat's tail, Willa, Nala and Bella, the cats of Tabby and Tuxedo. Nala is my girl. She's a mama's girl through and through. The hand feeding, it was tough, but like I said, it, it definitely brought us closer as a couple. You don't wish for a pet to be sick, but I wouldn't change it because of the lessons learned and just, yeah, bringing us closer as a family. Joining me now on My Cat's Tale, Alison joins me from Tabby and Tuxedo. And neither of your cats are called Tabby or Tuxedo. That's just confusing me. (laughs) Well, so the name Tabby and Tuxedo Cat stems from, we do have a tuxedo, Willa. She's our tuxedo girl with her markings of black and white. And then Tabby is, um, comes from Nala. So they were our first two cats and she's not a full Tabby. She just has some Tabby markings and colorings on her back and her tail. So that's kind of where the name came from when I was kind of thinking of a way to include both of our cats um, in the name of just who we are and our, for our social media channels and things like that. But there's three there because we do have a third cat into the mix as well. We do. Of course, we um, had to get a third, little Bella. So she's not um, technically a tuxedo. She is black and white, so she's close. But yes, she is the little sister. She just turned two. And um, yeah, she's our little feisty girl. But yeah, we, of course, I know a lot of cat lovers out there, you know that you can't just stop after one or two. (laughs) It's hard not to adopt them all. So yes, we have Bella added to the mix to make it three. I do love the idea that you said you have, you had to get a third. It's, yeah. There is this compelling power with cats, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. They definitely have changed my life. And it's funny because I never grew up with cats in my family. I have four siblings and so come from a larger family and we always had dogs. Um, But I have a couple, unfortunately, family members that are allergic to cats and things like that, that you just can't help sometimes. But yeah, we just, we never had cats. And um, after we adopted Willa, our first cat, she just changed, like changed my life in an unexpected way. And I kind of found a love for cats that I never knew that I could have. And um, so from there, it just grew. And yeah, it's definitely hard to just have one (laughs) um so yes then we have Nala and Bella and yeah they're just so amazing and they all have different personalities which I love and it makes it so much more fun um just to see how different they are you know no two cats I feel are exactly alike which makes it even better and I think too a lot of times people compare cats and dogs which I understand and it's very you know they're the two common household pets but what I've come to learn is that they're not really comparable. You can't, um, you know, they're very different and they all, they both have their own little special things about them as just animals and pets. And so um, just, I think for me, that was kind of a learning thing not to compare them and just to recognize who they are as animals in their own ways and what they can bring as pets too into our lives. So uh, there's a step there that I'd really like to talk about. Yeah. That step from, I come from a household that has dogs but no pets, and I got Willa. 
okay, there's there's a step there where you must have went. I don't want a cat. I don't want a cat. I don't want a cat. I want a cat. What happened there? Yeah. Well, so my boyfriend now of six years, Andrew, he um, he had cats growing up, and you know we we do live in an apartment, and so it's kind of harder to get a dog. Um, you know, we're both animal lovers, dogs, cats, all animals, but. We thought, let's maybe start with a cat and, you know, it's just easier um, with our living situation. And so we adopted Willa and she actually got really sick um, within the first week of us having her. She stopped eating and drinking. Um, and as some may know who are familiar with cats, that can be so dangerous for kittens. Um, you know, she even lost a little bit of weight. So it was really touch and go. Um, we had to kind of nurse her back to health, hand feed her like every two hours. We were like, oh my gosh, this is like having a baby, <laughs> you know, and just taking care of her in, in those ways. And we didn't, weren't sure if she was going to make it, but she pulled through and just that experience alone, um, you know, just brought so many lessons learned and just, yeah, it just taught us so much about, you know, what it takes. And then it showed us how strong she was as an animal and as a cat and, yeah, so it just kind of stemmed from there um, to having to deal with her illness. How did it feel hand feeding this what, couple of weeks old or a little bit older? She was about six weeks old um, or so we were told. So um, not much bigger, much bigger than like, like a softball or something. Then. Yeah, so I believe when we originally got her, she weighed in at one pound, three ounces. Um, and then as she, you know, she, it was weird because she came to us, she ate and stuff fine. But then after about a week, she stopped eating and drinking. And um, that's when it kind of went downhill. She lost two ounces. So she went down to a pound and an ounce, which is a lot for <laughs> that small of a little kitten. So yeah, just the hand feeding. I mean, it was stressful, you know, and it was hard because you're already so in love and so attached to this little kitten. And um, so we did everything we we could, you know, we were at an emergency vet one night, I remember, and we live in Minnesota. So it happened to be in January and it happened to be negative <laughs> 20. And here we are with this little, you know, one pound kitten just carrying her into the emergency vet, not knowing, not really having experience ourselves, obviously, with what was going on. And, um, you know, the vets were kind of just telling us to keep, you know, just showing her that love and kind of nursing her as you do. And, you know, sometimes they just turn around on their own, which is kind of what she ended up doing after about a day of hand feeding her, which the hand, the feeding her by hand was out of a little syringe um, where we mixed like some food and water. And so that's how we had to feed her. Um, and yeah, like I said, that was like every two hours, small amounts. So we were waking up at night and it was really just this whole unforgettable, scary experience. Cause like I said, you're so attached to this little kitten. I know a lot of, um, animal lovers and pet owners can probably relate that you get attached like immediately after you adopt a pet or, you know, they come into your life. So yeah, that was just really stressful, but also a great story of, um, you know, her strength and just us, you know, having to, to learn all of that and deal with that. Hey, how, what did that do to you in terms of a bond, not just to Willa, but also 
to your boyfriend as well. Yeah, it definitely brought us closer. You know, we had been dating for, oh gosh, probably a couple years at that point. So not like a newer relationship, but obviously a whole new experience. Like I said, it was, we would like joke like, oh my gosh, now we, it's like we have a baby, a ta- you know, a newborn where we're having to wake up and feed and take turns and with our, we each had jobs. And so you know, just even leaving her alone for a couple hours at a time, like we had to try to coordinate because, um, you know, with just having to feed her and keep an eye on her. So yeah, it definitely brought us closer in terms of like communication and just having to, yeah, I would say communication and trust and just, yeah, I mean, it was, it was tough, but like I said, it, it definitely brought us closer as a couple and brought us super close to Willa too. <laughs> she was our baby. And she it really is our just baby. creates this incredibly tight bond between the three of you. And yes. that's always oh. there. That will still be there now. And it, it, I'm sure it will continue to grow. But that immediate, okay, right, I've got a family now. Exactly. Closing, I'm not letting go. Exactly. Yeah, it's not just one of those things where, you know, obviously a pet comes into your life and it's fun and it's supposed to be exciting and you know, our journey didn't necessarily start off like that, which is okay, because like I said, I, I mean, obviously, you don't wish for a pet to be sick, but I wouldn't change it because of the lessons learned. And just yeah, bringing us closer as a family, a new family of three. (laughs) So that was it was a very, um, yeah, good experience, I guess, in that way. And um, we're just so glad that she had the strength to pull through. And now she's a four-year-old healthy kitty at oh gosh she's like 12 pounds I think she just got weighed in so she is and she's a daddy's girl so she's attached to Andrew and she just has this super special bond with him which is so fun fun to see every day how how did that make you feel when you first realized that oh I'm second in the pecking order (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, she, she'll lay by me and she'll cuddle, but you can tell that, you know, she's a daddy's girl and that's okay. I, um, you know, I accept it. (laughs) Um, and it's not like she, you know, she doesn't like shy away from me or anything like that. But I know that because of his work schedule, when we were hand feeding her as a kitten, he was kind of the one to be home more than I was just at the time. That's how it worked out. And so we think it kind of stems from that where he was creating such close of a bond with her just day in and day out with literally having to nurse her back to health and hand feed her. So I think from there, that's kind of where their bond started. And yeah, so um, that's okay. But Nala are, um, Tabby and White Cat is my girl. She's a mama's girl through and through. So it's okay. And it's funny because Bella is like equal. (laughs) She seems to be, you know, kind of both and equal attention both ways and all of that. So it kind of works out in that way. Okay, so talk about Nala then. Uh, The the Tabby of Tabby and Tuxedo, who who I see gets their name first in the listing now. Yeah, I don't know. I think it just kind of it roll. I don't know. It just kind of sounded better to me when I was thinking of names. But yes, Nala is a funny cat. She has she's very talkative. Um, she's our bigger cat. I mean, she's probably seventeen pounds. 
So she's a little on the heavier side, but um, no, she, and she loves her food. <laughs> she, whenever we cook, Nala's in the kitchen with us. And so she is just, and she will let you know, she'll talk about like, she's just so talkative and she'll follow me around our little apartment, whether I'm just, you know, going from the living area to the kitchen or the living room to the bathroom, she's right by my side and she'll like lay out in the hallway while I'm in the bathroom and wait for me. And then we'll go, she'll walk back with me to the bed and cuddle. And so she just holds such a special place in my heart. She kind of came into our lives when I personally was struggling with some anxiety and mental health things in my life. And um, so I was home a lot with her as a kitten and she it's like she knew when I was having a bad day she knew when I wasn't feeling my greatest and she still does you know where she'll come and just lay on my lap and I'll just be like this is amazing because it's you know maybe I haven't had the best day or I'm feeling a little down and it's amazing how much animals can just read that from you and know and provide that support and that has just been something that I has just amazed me and continues to amaze me especially with these cats um so yeah Nala in that way she's she's very special and she is you know she's my emotional support animal basically (laughs) it sounds like it's went the other way when Willa arrived Willa needed the help but when Nala arrived you needed the help Yeah, no, yeah, that's a good way, good way to think of it and put it because that's exactly and it's like, it goes back and forth, you know, we obviously care and love for our animals so much. And it's like, we get that in return from them. Um, They're so loyal and loving. And I just, you know, I can't say enough about how much these three cats have changed my life in the most unexpected, but best of ways. Um, And now I get to stay home and create, you know, film their funny little antics and just their take cute photos and um, things like that. And it just I couldn't be happier with what I'm doing and that I get to do what I'm passionate about. I never thought that this would become a passion of mine or I never thought I would be the crazy cat lady, (laughs) if you will. But I, you know, I... um, wear that proudly and so yeah it just they deserve so much of our love because they give so much to us if you don't mind talking about that mental health experience yeah what was it like realizing that nala was so important to supporting you through that because you said you you hadn't had cats growing up you've created this bond with willa you've You've taken Willa through a tough time and given a wonderful home. So, I mean, there's nothing in that background that says, oh, by the way, this cat can help heal you. Right. And yeah, like, exactly. So, you know, you'll, you'll see like emotional support animals come into people's lives for that specific, um, you know, purpose and intent. And that's, that's amazing. Um, But to see her, naturally I guess gravitate towards me and support me it just I mean it made me it makes me emotional still like it's it's incredible how smart they are how they can sense that 
you know, you don't have to be sitting crying on the couch for your animal to know that you might not be feeling well, or you had a bad day, you know, it's like they can just sense it. And they know you from you being their owner. And so it really is just one of those things where I, yeah, it's still to this day, I just think about it often. I'm amazed every time I'm sitting there and she'll come up on my lap and she'll just make me smile, you know, and just comfort me and calm me. And just to have that calming presence, you know, really it's, it's the best therapy. So we're at cat number two there. Cat number three. The one that you said, oh, we had to have a third cat. (laughs) Talk me through that process because when you have two cats, the the cats have their favorites, but know that the other one will support them. You're both getting the support from the two of them as well. It sounds like you had everything in balance. Why throw in a little chaos bunny? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. We just... We love cats. I mean, I'm a crazy cat lady. What can I say? I don't know that we'll stop at three. No, (laughs) but yeah, I just, and I think it's fun too, to see the way the cats interact and bond and they're very much social animals. I think when people might not always expect that and um, they kind of like to have that little buddy. So um, to throw Bella into the mix was definitely such a great decision for our family and she's now two years old um we've been dealing with a little bit of health stuff with her lately and so um just kind of again thrown back into the mix of yeah just kind of having to nurse her back to health a little bit but yeah she's been the greatest addition to our family what about introduction because you've already introduced nala to willa um and sometimes that can go smoothly with cats and you're nodding at me, so it's like, great, no story there, lovely, that's going to help the podcast. Um, what about with <laughs> Bella coming in with Nala and Willow? How, how, was, how was that introduction process? Yeah, I'm not going to lie, I was like so nervous to introduce Willa to Nala, it literally, I don't know, other cat people have probably been there, but it is like one of the most stressful things because cats are very territorial, they're very... Um, you know, smell oriented. They like their space. It's not like introducing two dogs or a dog and a puppy. So it's definitely a process you kind of have to take slow. Um, and so luckily we were able to just put Nala um, in the other room with kind of some of her stuff and let Willa, you know, with the door shut and let Willa smell through the door and just kind of realize, Hey, there's someone new here. Um, and then we slowly kind of open that door. We put like a baby gate up, but um, Nala was not having the gate. She ran and jumped and the gate just toppled right over onto Willa actually. So it was quite the scene. I got it on video too, but like, I was like, this is not going great. (laughs) The gate did nothing, but no, it's just one of those things where you kind of um, see how your cats react and behave and what's making them feel comfortable in the moment and not super stressed out adding Um, you know, another cat. So we just kind of took it slow and had her in the other room. And then after a few days, when we felt that Willa was comfortable, kind of let Nala explore everywhere. And, um, you know, from there, they just kind of got used to each other and the different smells between the two of them. And yeah, before we knew it, they were cuddling. So (laughs) it just takes a little time that that introduction, but it definitely can be 
yeah, it's definitely more of a process than introducing other animals, but um, it's just, it's who cats are and they need that. So that's okay. <laughs> so with that learned experience, what happened bringing Bella in? Because you now have a sort of two to one aggressive ratio. There's a nice word that fits in there. Whoever's listening, use that word, but you've got to introduce <laughs> two to one or one to two. Yeah, no. So we kind of just did the same thing. We, you know, obviously had some kind of learned from that first meeting of Willa and Nala. And so from, yeah, we just kind of did the same, um, the same thing. So we put Bella in her own room. We, the other two cats, Willa and Nala were outside the door, sniffing under the door, you know, they put their paws under the door, like they wanted to play. But if we open the door, you know, there'd be some hissing back and forth um, and things like that. And then you just kind of know that, I mean, for me, I had to learn that the hissing is natural <laughs> because when I was like, I've never heard Willa hiss before. And then when she did, when she first met Nala, I was like, oh my gosh, this is, <laughs> this is scary, but it's, it's all a part of the process. And they're just, you know, they, they can be a little scared, a little intimidated, threatened to have someone new in their in their space. Like I said, cats can be territorial. So um, just learning that part of it and knowing that that's okay. And that that's kind of natural. So yeah, we did the same thing with Bella introducing slowly. Um, and then after a few days, let her out of the room to explore the whole um, apartment. And the other cats kind of watched her because she was, you know, as a kitten, they're super rambunctious. And so they were like, what is this thing <laughs> running around and, you know, on all of our, our cat trees and stuff. But um, yeah, after like a day or so and they just get used to each other's smells, it seems like they um, integrate really well. And how did the introduction between Will and Nella and Bella go to Andrew when it's like three to one at that point? <laughs> It, yeah, it went good. I mean, it's nice to have, it was nice to have Andrew there. Like one of us could be in the room, the other with the other two, because, you know, the other thing is, is we wanted to make sure that Willa and Nala were receiving just as much attention and, you know, their normal routine as Bella, just to kind of make the transition as smooth as possible. And so it was nice to have like one of us in the room with Bella and then um, you know, one of us out with Willa and Nala and just kind of dividing our time equally. So divide and conquer. <laughs> it does feel, I mean, there's no such thing as a textbook for cats, but it does feel like it's a well-worn path that you didn't have too many issues. I mean, you probably had a little tiny issues, but there's, no, there's nothing here that's out of the ordinary for introducing cats. Yeah, no, I think that as far as introducing cats, it went pretty smoothly. And I think, you know, we just, like I said, we did some research um, and I, you know, asked other people who have had cats and kind of the consensus was just to take it at their pace and to take it slow. Like, don't just throw them all into a room at once and, you know, for the first meeting, like that's just not ideal and probably not going to go great. So yeah, just kind of doing our research and, um, you know, kind of paying attention to how the cats react to is really important and what they're telling us. Um, and just, yeah, taking it at their pace. Now, the other thing you mentioned there was, you know, you can now stay at home doing that thing you do. I, I'm a content creator 
and in the cat space. So all of the content, whether it be videos, uh, photographs, um, it's all about our cats, our three cats. And so I basically started a TikTok account just kind of for fun. Um, and I started posting videos of the cats just being funny and crazy. And a couple of videos took off. And this was around the time that I was dealing with some, you know, again, some mental health stuff. And so it was kind of therapeutic just to like laugh and be able to record um, the cats being silly and, and doing their thing. So I started to post those videos and a couple of videos took off and we gained a following on TikTok in particular pretty quickly. Um, and so I was like, oh, maybe I can, you know, make something of this. We had a couple like pet brands reach out to us, reach out to me and um, to like partner together where they send me a product to try out and review and create a video with and, you know, post the cats using the product or, you know, like if it's a toy or just talking about like a litter box and whatnot. Um, and so from there, I just kind of realized, hey, maybe I can do this and I can do what I love, which is spending time with the cats, learning about the cats, you know, the cats, like I said, our cats make me laugh every day. And so to be able to put that out there and I know that our content makes others laugh, which makes me so happy because if I can bring joy to someone else's day through just these amazing animals, then, you know, I feel like I've done my job almost. That's, that's what I enjoy doing is connecting with others and showing them how amazing cats can be. And so, yeah, that's kind of what we do. We have a TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and yeah, I've gotten to work with a lot of cool brands. Um, anything from like vacuum, you know, like a pet vacuum company to pet food companies. And I love making those connections and, you know, with other animal lovers and like sharing some of our favorite cat products and just opening that discussion with um, other pet owners and cat lovers online. Like it's just such a great fun community to be a part of. Did that open doors to anything you weren't expecting? Yes. <laughs> so I actually have a Bachelor of Arts degree in psychology, believe it or not. Um, and, you know, I graduated co college not knowing really what direction I wanted to take that if I wanted to go back to school, like a lot of graduates. And so um, I worked at like a chiropractic office for a little bit. I come from a sports background. I played hockey through college. So um, working at a chiropractic office was fun and it was a great experience. Um, and then it was kind of after that, that I, you know, we had the cats and I started my journey with content creation and um, just really dove into that full time. So yeah, it, it's definitely the most unexpected road, um, but in the best way, you know, and I think... <laughs> I think that's where it's like, you know, some of the best things in life come unexpectedly. And this is a great example for me just to see, I didn't know where my path was going to take me. And then here these, these animals come into my life and yeah, I just had no idea, but I get to do what I love every day with them and what I'm passionate about. And I just, I could not be more happy. I mean, it's an experience like no other having a cat. And it's an experience like no other having a cat that can help you have a career. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, I owe it all to the, to our three cats, honestly, like, obviously I wouldn't be doing this without them and they just make me so happy and everything I do is, is for them. You know, there are babies and I, um, yeah, they're just, they amaze me every day. And then another day and then another day and then another and every day. day. <laughs> it's like, what's going to happen tomorrow? Good question. Right? right? You what never is going to happen tomorrow? Yeah. <laughs> there will be cat pictures going up and videos and all of that. So I need to put a link and you need to tell everybody where we can find more about them and watch all these antics. Yeah. So Tabby and Tuxedo Cat, um, that's our handle at Tabby and Tuxedo Cat on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. So you can find us. Those are the three most active platforms where we post our videos and photos. And yeah, um, we appreciate all the support. And again, I just love connecting with other cat lovers. So definitely reach out. And I love to talk about cats. <laughs> well, so, that's why you're on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amazingly, I found a few people on the internet who like to talk about cats. Right? Who would have thought? <laughs> Who would have thought? Indeed. Alison, uh, we will have links to um, all of those back up on our website, which is mycatstailpod.com and in Facebook and Instagram and Twitter under the same handle as well. But for now, to you and Andrew, to Willa, to Nala, to Bella, what a wonderful life. Yes, we love it every day. We're thankful for it. And yeah, we get to, you know, wake up and, and do it all over again tomorrow. <laughs> Thank you very much for sharing your story and their story here on My Cat's Tale. It's been a delight. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. You've been listening to My Cat's Tale, a Spence Media production. Listen to more tales of our perfect pets at mycatstalepod.com and support us on Patreon. Following the recording of this podcast, Bella sadly passed away. Having spoken to Alison, she still wanted Bella's tale to be told, to remember the love of Bella and the love from Bella, to keep her in Alison's heart and in ours as well. Harding is never easy, but the love between us and our cats is eternal.